Hi, podcast listeners. Young PR pros will be in Ottawa, Canada on May 28th for Navigate Your PR Career, hosted by CPRS Ottawa Gatineau. If you are a PR or communications student, or you have just joined the profession in the last five years, then this event is for you. Navigate Your PR Career gives you insight on searching for a job, both full-time and summer internships, and building your career once you're in. Get a chance to meet and network with senior professionals as well as young professionals who can share their experience on the current job market. And now, on with the show. You're listening to Young PR Pros, episode 84. Pros, a weekly podcast for the young and young at heart PR pros looking for tips and advice on how to build and advance their careers. I am Christine Darbell in Toronto, Ontario. In Toronto? Yes. And you <laughs> I didn't are? know you were there. Okay. Um, I'm in Halifax. This is Julia Kent and I'm in Halifax. <laughs> so we're, neither of us are actually in our usual home, which is in Ottawa, uh, Canada. I'm actually at a conference uh, for work. And Julia is, uh, well, I, I think I read on Facebook that this was your reward for finishing uh, your first half marathon over the weekend. Yes, I know. This was my, but it was very difficult because of the plane when I could barely walk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I suffered from probably more injuries than most, <laughs> but I did it. So um, today we're going to talk about um, an interesting article. Julia, you sent me this uh, a week ago or something. The article is called How to Have a Meeting That Isn't a Complete Waste of Time. Um, and I'm sure both Julia and I can talk about a thousand different meetings um, that were complete wastes of time. So, I mean, before we even jump into this article, um, on average, Julia, how how many meetings in a week do you think actually are worth it? Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to ask me how many meetings a week I, I attend. Oh, well, that um, would be an interesting That's an interesting two. one. Okay, so I'm looking, let's say, look, I'm looking at last week. One, two, three. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, and that was a four-day week. <laughs> so um, a lot. Uh, although this week, although I am working from Halifax, so it's a bit different. I have one, two, three. I have four. So four yeah, but that's it's only Monday. So yes, <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. gonna fill up. They'll fill up. <laughs> the calendar hasn't filled up yet. Yeah. Um, so. Similar with me. I mean, I I've, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I have at least a dozen uh, mm-hmm. a week, um, if not at least once a day, several several a day, depending on what's going on. So uh, we, I think, especially in the public relations and communications industry, uh, mm-hmm. because we're a face to face kind of um, industry, uh, you know, be prepared to have a lot of meetings in this. Uh, you know, once you start your career. Right. So meetings that are, 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 you know, a waste of time compared to meetings that are actually, you know, good and, and productive? At my company, unfortunately, and they are, they are aware of this, um, <laughs> there's a lot of unnecessary meetings. But I'll be honest, um, every place that I've worked, with the exception of newsrooms, have had meetings that are unnecessary or far too long. 
Well, actually, you, you bring up a really interesting point. So then the meetings that were in the newsrooms, how were those meetings different than the meetings that you have nowadays in a corporate environment? Well, in the newsroom, um, there's like the, you know, early morning, 7, 7.30 in the morning uh, news meeting with all of the um, producers and um uh, and the journal and the reporters, and you basically just run through down the stories of the day and who's going to tackle what and any new story ideas that anybody has. Um, and then you just go off and you do your work for the day, and you don't have another meeting until you the next morning. Like it's it's one morning one meeting a day, and it's about fifteen minutes first thing in the morning, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's pro- it's probably the most efficient way I've ever operated in any work environment, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because do you really need to meet for more than 15 minutes a day total? Now, yeah. of course, you can always have, you know, what do you call mini side meetings. You could, the people are always available to ask a question. Yeah. Um, but an actual structured meeting? No, it's just the first thing in the morning and that's it. Well, that's that's really interesting. And I think that, that um, you know, it, it explains what is good about a productive meeting and what is bad about a not productive meeting. And I think... The really important thing um, when you're planning a meeting, um, and this goes for young professionals as well, because if you're wanting to meet with an executive um, or anyone in your organization, you want to make sure that you structure your meeting, even if it's a small five-minute meeting, you want to make sure that you're structuring your meeting in a way that's going to be productive for both yourself and the individual or individuals that you're meeting with. Uh, And I think what the newsroom can teach us is that a meeting doesn't have to be more than 15 minutes. And in fact, a lot of times, a meeting can be done in five minutes. Um, now, I have a lot of these, what, what, you, what, what you're considering a side meeting, uh, where I don't necessarily have to put it in the calendar and it doesn't have to be, you know, labeled as meeting with such and such. You know, I can sometimes, um, uh, you know, to, to get a question answered, uh, it's just a matter of walking over to a desk and saying, can you sit down and chat for five minutes? Mm-hmm. You sit down with them. You're technically having a meeting by the definition of a meeting. You say, okay, here's the question that I have. What's your answer? And then you get up and you leave. And that can be done in five minutes. And those meetings are probably the most uh, productive meetings that I have uh, throughout my week. Now, uh, and, and if I include the amount of meetings like that, those short meetings that I have throughout a week, I have dozens of those meetings because that's how I get the majority of my information. And as a young professional, that'll probably be how you get the majority of your information as well, especially when you're learning, right? So there's those quick kind of meetings. But another kind of meeting that I'd like to bring up, which I used to have a lot when I was in uh, the agency, is these what they call brainstorm sessions, which are essentially meetings where you sit down, you're in there for anywhere between 10, 15, maybe 20, sometimes up to 30 minutes long um, to hash out ideas on how you're going to help a specific client. Uh, And those are meetings that are actually put in your calendar. People have to think of something before they go to the meeting. They show up, people brainstorm, and then everyone goes back. Those are the ones that I think uh, young individuals and organizations in general have to be careful with because any sort of meeting that's any longer than 15 minutes has a tendency of going off track and oh, absolutely. you can start talking about things that have nothing to do uh, with your meeting and then before you know it, you're half an hour is up, people have to leave and then when you look at your list of things or your next steps, your next step is basically, well, I guess we have to have another, another meeting because you didn't complete this one, which I think brings us to the article uh, because they've got some really good 
um, tips on how to make those longer meetings so that they don't necessarily have to be brainstorming sessions, but they could just be long meetings with clients, long meetings with executives, committee meetings, board meetings, whatever the meeting is. You know, there's some really good advice uh, in this article. So, Julia, did you want to start with uh, one of the advice in the art, uh, like an advice in the article that you found um, uh, useful for you? Well, my uh, I loved the keeping no more, no more than ten minutes. Um, yes, and that was actually definitely my number one. Um, and I liked the the man who wrote um, the piece. How he talked about, um, you know, people knew they were ten minutes. They knew that this is the way he did things. So they. Yeah. They expected people to be on. People just became came on time. They knew that he was prepared, and they knew it was going to be, um, you know, to the point. So they were prepared. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely my favorite piece of advice, and it kind of addressed the other pieces in the page, which meant you know ensure everybody else is on time, get everybody on the same page. Uh, but another really good tip, and this is something that I learned, you know, early in my career, is um, no cell phones in meetings. I actually have to completely agree with that, and you know what? And I'm I'm bad for this. I thought you're gonna you're gonna completely disagree, and I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually agree with this point, um, and the reason why I agree with it is because, um, you know, I'm guilty of sitting in a meeting, and then all of a sudden I see a uh, you know a flash on my phone, and then I pick it up and I answer an email, and then all of a sudden someone calls on me and says, well, Christine, what do you think? And then I look at them with blank stares because I'm like, ah. Oh. I wasn't paying attention to you. And you know what? And I was wasting everyone. Like I was wasting you everyone. Wasted everybody's time. I, I yeah. wasted everyone's time by doing that. So, and I understand that people's time are really precious. And, you know, for the young professionals entering their career, you'll find very quickly, depending, I don't really think it matters on what organization you work for. Um, I'm, I still believe that public relations and communications is a faster paced industry than other industries. And even if you're working for the government, I, I still think it's somewhat, you know, fast paced, maybe not as fast as corporate or, or, or agency, but mm-hmm. I still think it's faster than maybe other industries, which means everyone like, they, they, they honor their time or they, they hold their time very close to them in the sense where you shouldn't be wasting anyone's time. Uh, everyone has other meetings to go to. Everyone has emails to answer to, phone calls to reply to, journalists, to, you know, to answer to, mm-hmm. things to write, emails to write, um, you know, reports to write. So uh, there's so many things that we have to do between our 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 or 9 to 8, whatever it is. And meetings can really, really eat up your time. And if you're going to be a person who's going to sit in the meeting, not paying attention and not help make the, the meeting productive, then either you, should, you shouldn't be there um, yeah. or it's putting your devices away and paying attention and making sure that you're trying to move that mm-hmm. meeting as fast as possible so that everyone can get back to work and, you know, actually make things happen. Because that's, I think, maybe defining a meeting sometimes, and that, that's why I like... Um, in the article, it talks about uh, a CEO um, says that you should be asking three questions at the beginning of your meeting, whether it's you're asking yourself or you're asking the individuals who are in the room. It's, do we all know why we're here? Are we making decisions? And are you going to ask me for something at the end? So these are three good questions that you should probably ask yourself before you have a meeting. So is everyone in the meeting know exactly why we're having this meeting? If you um, invite everyone to a meeting, and you put together a doodle or you put together a meeting invite, everyone accepts the meeting, yeah, you might have a subject at the top, 
But does everyone really know what's going to happen in that meeting? If they don't, guarantee you your meeting is a waste of time because no one yep. knows why they're there. It's Absolutely. going to take 15 minutes to bring everyone up to speed to actually explain to them why they're there. You shouldn't be doing that in the meeting, right? So that's number one. Number two, are we making any decisions? If people know that they have to make a decision in a meeting, then they have to do research beforehand, right? Um, especially if you're having a meeting with very like a variety of different levels in the meeting. So if you're a young professional and you're going into a meeting with a manager or a meeting with a, a stakeholder direct, like a, a director from a stakeholder organization mm-hmm. or something like that, they might expect you to have an answer for them at the end of their meeting, whether it's are you going to be partnering with that organization or are you going to be sponsoring that event or whatever it is. As a young professional, we might not always have the ability or the power to be able to say yes or no to these questions. So we have to be, and everyone in the meeting, has to be prepared to make those decisions. And the only way we can be prepared to make those decisions is if the person who's planning this meeting has actually come out and said, okay, this is the decisions we're going to make by the end of the day. So be prepared yep. to make those decisions. Oh, right? sure. Uh, back back to, on the cell phone thing. I noticed um, when I was working in the government that everybody had their Blackberries in all meetings and they were on them in all of these meetings. And so when I transitioned to the corporate world, I thought that that was normal. And it took me a little while to realize that no one yeah. even brought their phones into meetings. They left them at their desk, yeah. yeah they do not even bring them into the meetings. And... I quickly realized that my phone was no longer was not welcome in those meetings. Too. Exactly. Um, and you know, I've had um, I've had colleagues that have been told, "Don't, please uh, don't yeah. yeah, please don't bring your phone into the meetings. There's no there's no yeah. need for it." Exactly. Um, and you know, some people say, "Oh, there's an emergency." Well, nothing unless you're in an all day meeting. Nothing is urgent enough that you know it requires you know, drop everything. Right. So something can yeah. wait until the end of an hour long meeting. And speaking of all-day meetings, <laughs> I'm like, if we're going to be honest, I don't think there's ever a need for an all-day meeting. Like, yeah, I mean, unless it's a workshop, like, yeah, and a work a workshop is different than a meeting. But you know, actually, no, it's not. I take that back because a meeting. Again, we're going back to defining what a meeting is and whether they've labeled it as a conference or they've labeled it as a workshop or a committee meeting or anything. So, like You could attach a very fancy name to something, but in reality, a meeting is just a bunch of people in a room sharing information and making decisions. Mm-hmm. So that could be a conference, that could be a workshop, it could, and it very well could be an all-day workshop, right, or an all-day meeting, whatever you yep. want to call it. So, And even in those cases, if it has to be a full day, um, if you have to extend it to a full day, uh, then you make sure that everyone, again, those questions have to be answered. You know, does everyone know why we're here? Why do we have this workshop? Does everyone know what decisions we're going to make at the end of the workshop? And leaving it open-ended where you say, oh, we'll just brainstorm, we'll see what happens, and then it'll just be sharing information. We don't need to make any decisions. I actually disagree with that. It doesn't have to be concrete decisions, but at least by the end of the day, you should answer five questions, you know, like what did we learn? What are we going to do with this information? What are our next steps? Like there should be decisions that you make at the end because if you just spend an entire day where you ramble on and you talk about whatever it is um, and then you don't have any decisions at the end of the day, then what was the point of that, 
You know, yes, everyone might be a little bit more knowledgeable about a topic, but you should still have something at the end. Why did you have this workshop? Mm -hmm. The last question there was, are you going to ask me for something at the end? I actually think that's really interesting because as a person who's organizing a a meeting, you know, um, I might give all the information up front. You know, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows why we're here. Everyone knows the decisions that we're going to make. Um, But if I'm not ready to respond to my you know, colleagues or anyone who's in the meeting, if I'm not ready to respond to their questions, then again, even though everyone knows why they're there and and, and, and what decisions we're going to make, again, I've wasted people's time, right? So if by the end of the meeting, we're going to make a decision, but to make that decision, we have to sign a contract, then I have to sign up, I have to bring that contract with me. You know what I mean? Like I have to be ready to have the documentation or I have to be ready to have everything so that we can make our decision or um, we can move on to next steps. Remember, it's not just about people. It's not just about prepping the people who are in the room, but you've got to prep yourself as well. You have to make sure that you're as ready as everyone else in the room. Was Great there, advice. <laughs> well, I think, I guess it, it shows that I've been in a lot of meetings where <laughs> they've just been drawn out and, and, uh, and not good. Actually, one advice that I really liked from uh, my mentor, uh, Stephen Heckbert, and I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts before as well, um, he's a huge advocate of stand-up meetings, uh, which are very similar to the uh, newsroom meeting that you were talking oh, about. Oh, I love that idea. I love if it. You, if you can, and, and he would purposely take the chairs out of the room. He would have a boardroom table so that people can put down their notebooks if they want. But then again, um, he got recognized in the industry that if you're going to a meeting with him, you're going in, you're standing up, you're going to talk for 15 minutes, and then you're going to leave. If people are standing, they tend to be a little bit more antsy. And they want to get things done because they want to go back and sit down. You know, people get tired. You're not going to make... Plus, if you're walking into a room and you know it's a stand-up meeting, you know that it's not going to be really long. If it was longer than 15 minutes, then, you know, you'd want, you wouldn't want to be cruel and you want to make sure that there's... You can't have a full-day workshop where everyone's standing, right? No, definitely <laughs> then not. That's when you can actually have, you know, a sit-down meeting. But in cases where you know that the meeting is going to be 15 minutes or less, Remove the chairs. Find a way to yeah. turn the chairs no around. Down. Put put them against the wall. Make it clear that you don't want people to sit down. Uh, so that when people come in, you know, you say, okay, here's the three things that we're going to talk about. Um, everyone knows why we're here. Here's the decision that we're going to make at the end of this meeting. And people are so much more focused when they're standing. Exactly. They're not sitting down. They're not, you know, reading their especially. notes. Yeah. Exactly. And they're, if you had a, especially if it's a meeting at the end of the day, you've had a long day, you're sitting in your chair, you're like, I just want to go home. I'm, I'm done with this day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're standing, it's a lot harder not to be focused on the person in front of you. If you're sitting down, you can honestly zone out. You, you know what I mean? Because you're just comfortable. Um, you're physically relaxed. Compared to when you're standing, it's harder to be physically relaxed. You know, you're putting everyone on edge into this position where they, they have no choice but to focus on you. But again, just to, I guess to reiterate that this you have to make sure that your meeting is going to be faster than 15 minutes or like shorter than 15 minutes because you can't invite everyone in for a stand-up meeting and then make the meeting go longer. 
You know what I mean? So again, this goes back to yourself being prepared. If you're holding a meeting, if you're calling the meeting and you make it a stand-up meeting, you be very sure that you have a clock in front of you and that you make sure everyone's out of there by 15 minutes because women standing in heels after 15 minutes are not going to be happy with you if you're making it longer than 15 minutes, you know, because our legs are going to be tired. And then, of course, again, this goes right back to our physiology, right? If I'm standing there and I'm focused, the moment my legs start to hurt, I'm not focused anymore. So you can't make me stand there for too long. A stand-up meeting is you in and out, you get the information you need, and then everyone gets to go back to their desk. One last thing that I want to mention about meetings, and I've been doing this a lot lately, is what do you do after a meeting? And it's sending around kind of, I mean, they they talk about in the the article taking minutes and notes and stuff like that. Um, I think that is very important, Uh, but also reminding people what they had to do. Um, so if someone lifted up their hand halfway through the meeting and said, I'll get you that information, make sure to take a note to say, you know, Julia said that she was going to get the research on X and Y. And then in your recap meeting, you say, here's a couple of notes that recaps our meeting. Just a reminder, Julia, you said you were going to do this. Derek, yep. you said you were going to do this. Christine, you said you were going to do this. That, that, that would be kind of my last advice for, for meetings. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's tons of good advice. Um, I will say that some of this is only enforceable if you're in a management or supervising role. Yeah. But they're good suggestions to me. And they're good things to keep in mind. And I think one thing that, you know, to remind our young, um, uh, our listeners, both, you know, young and young at heart, when you're listening to this podcast, some of the advice might not seem perfectly relevant to you right at this moment, especially if you're in school. Maybe you're not the one calling the meeting. But one thing to keep in mind is you're not going to be a young professional forever. These are good things to keep in your kind of list of skills now so that the first time that someone asks you to hold a meeting, you'll have those tools to hold an excellent meeting. And then, you know, you do something right once. And you'll notice that your 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 boss and your supervisors are going to respect you a lot more and they're going to give you more work to do and they're going to give you more meetings to do. And the better your meetings are and the better work you do, the more you get. So although you might not have had to call a meeting yet, it'll come. It might come in the first year, might come in the second year, might not come until the third year, but at least you'll be ready for that. So any last, uh, last minute thoughts? You know, I just, I constantly hear people saying, they're in so many meetings, they can't get any work done. And just remember that that's not right. And when that's the case, change something and use some of our tips that we used shared today. Exactly. I think that's a perfect way to end today's podcast. Uh, we would love to hear from everyone. Uh, you know, naturally, Julie and I love to hear about the horror stories. Tell us about the worst meeting that you've been in. Um, but, of course, we'd also like to hear about those good meetings. What was the, the best meeting you ever attended and what what about that meeting made it so good, you know? Because that could be some great advice that we could share on maybe a future podcast. Uh, so you can always uh, send us a comment on our website at youngprpros.ca or an email at youngprpros at gmail.com. Or you can catch us anywhere online and social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Pinterest, or just on Twitter. At youngprpros, at the Bell, and at St. Julia. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.